And now it's time for USC Trojan Talk with Coach Harvey High. Brought to you by Terribles. Listen to the coach each week on KSHP AM 1400 and follow the coach on Twitter at Coach Harvey High. And now, here's Coach Harvey High. Well, good evening and good morning to everyone out there. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk live from Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us all by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning, good morning to all of you out there. From 11 to 12 on AM 1490 on your dial, USC Trojan Talk year around. Well, I'm Harvey Hyatt, as the man just mentioned, and we're here to talk football the football season really never goes away. There's always something exciting happening in football, and we've had our football season uh, right now, but this doesn't get out of the newspaper. So tonight, a little bit later on, Chuck Hayes is going to be joining us, our Southern California correspondent, where we talk about USC Trojan football and what's happening there as far as with their program since Lincoln Riley got here. But before we do this, this is my final 12-pack, where I put together the top 12 teams in the country, the way I see it at the end of the year. Now, a lot of you have asked me to do it again, but I'm going to tell you how you don't have to write it down. If you want to find out more about me or the 12-pack entirely, from the preseason one I did and the current one I'm going to read you off tonight, you can just or just go to my webpage, which is harveyhide.com, harveyhide.com, right on the first page in the left-hand column, you'll see my preseason poll and my final poll, along with all the other shows that I do, and information on myself and things that have been happening as far as in my life. So uh, make sure you take a look at that. Now, my 12-pack, the entire football season, has been brought to us by Meadows Bank in Las Vegas. They always say, is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK, Meadows Bank consistently exceeding your expectations. Well, the number one team in the country, I think you can all figure that out. I don't want to play Georgia, so I've got them number one, and that's the way I put this poll together. The team I'd least want to play like tomorrow or whenever when they're at full strength is Georgia. 14-1, the national champions from the Southeastern Conference. Number two, Alabama. I never want to play Alabama, whether they're one, two, or three, but I put them two because I don't want to play them. I guess I would have to play them before I play Georgia, but they were 13-2, and two, and they're from the same conference. I think you all realize every year a couple of the teams uh, are normally from the Southeastern Conference. Number three, the Big Ten represented the Ohio State Buc- Buckeyes, and everybody had a chance to watch a thrilling game when Ohio State beat Utah in the Rose Bowl, they finished the season 11-2, and and when they're at full strength, they want nothing to do with the Big Ten champions. Not champions, but Big Ten team, Ohio State. Michigan was the champion. Number four, Oklahoma State from the Big 12. I thought they really played well. They're a dangerous football team. The end of the year, 12-2, and and I don't think that they get the credit they de- that they deserve as far as the winning programs that they have there under Mike Gundy. Number five, I have Baylor, 12-2 and two in the Big 12. Number six, Michigan, now the Big Ten champion. They ended 12-2. and two. There's a lot of thoughts about what's going to happen at Michigan. Is John or Jen Harbaugh going to be at Michigan, or is he going to go to the NFL? I'm not quite sure what's going to happen. Isn't it amazing that the defensive line coach from Michigan goes to USC, and then the defensive line coach from Notre Dame goes to Michigan? It's the way people are moving around, almost like the portal in college football. 
Number seven, Oklahoma, 12-2, and two, Big 12. Now Lincoln Riley at USC. Can he do it there uh, at USC as he did at Oklahoma? Number eight, Notre Dame, 11-2. and two. They have a new coach in Marcus Freeman, 11-2 and two on the year, and they're independent, as everybody knows. Number nine, Clemson, Dabo Sweeney. You never want to mess with him. At least I don't want to. 10-3 and three from the ACC, and they'll be back. Believe me, ladies and gentlemen, they'll be back. Number 10, Cincinnati from the Atlantic, uh, American Atlantic Conference, 13-1. and one. I know a lot of people figure they should be four, but not me. I'd rather play Cincinnati before the teams that I mentioned before. Number 11, the youth from Utah. What a great job they do up there. 10-4 and four, uh, from the Pac-12, and their running back coach, Thomas, is now at USC. So another outstanding assistant goes to USC with Lincoln Riley. Number 12, Wake Forest, a new name, Wake Forest. How many of you out there know what state they're from? Wake Forest, 11-3 and three from the ACC. Congratulations to them. And then I have a few honorable mentions this year at Michigan State. They had a great year in 11-2. and two. Got the coach, uh, what, a $100 million contract? Not bad, is it? Not bad. And then Mississippi, 10-3, and three, Southeastern Conference, and maybe, maybe, Jackson Dart might end up there. I think he's got a strong shot at going there. And then, of course, Houston that ended up 11-2. and They're from the American Athletic Conference, too. So that's my 12-pack for the year, and it's the final time you're going to hear it here this year. So you'll have to go to my webpage, HarveyHyde.com. That's HarveyHyde.com to find out more about this and look at it maybe a little uh, slower than what I said and say, Coach, you're not. No, that's not right, or no, I'd rather play this team. But everybody has an opinion, and this is my opinion. Everybody has a poll, but my poll's a little bit different. But I say the team I put in the top 12, the top 12 teams are the teams I don't want to play if I have a choice in scheduling. Again, this uh, segment uh, all year has been brought to us by Meadows Bank in Las Vegas. Is your business ready to play in the big leagues? Meadows Bank can help you tackle the competition. Make your play and visit them today at MeadowsBank.com or call 471-BANK. That's 471-BANK. Meadows Bank consistently exceeding your expectations. Also want to reach out to budget car, car and truck rental in Vegas. If you're going to Vegas, if you live in Vegas, whatever, if you're moving to Vegas or moving out of Vegas, remember you can get a car or truck from budget. Give them a call at 702-736-1212. That's 702 736 one, two, one, two. So we're going to take that time out. And when we come back, Chuck Hayes is going to be joining us. Our topic, USC Trojan football. So buckle up. Fight on, everybody. I'm Harvey Hyde. We'll be right back in the Inland uh, Empire on AM 1490 on your dial and Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. And in Las Vegas Live, we welcome all of you and we thank Terrible Herbs. And Coors Light for the sponsorship of our weekly USC Trojan Talk Show. Buckle up. We'll be right back. Raiders fans, announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders Game Days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. 
Visit Terribles.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones, Jr. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. My father opened his first dealership in 1946. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Something really special and new. Floyd's 99 haircuts, colors, and straight razor shaves. Where at? Well, Southwest Las Vegas at the 215 and South Rainbow. Yes, you can have all of it in one show. Each cut comes with a hot lather, neck shave, and shoulder massage. Classic barber-style services in a family-friendly environment, perfect for mom or dad and the kids. Full color bar and salon services as well. Floyd 99 Cuts and Colors. Expert service, amplified experience. Go to Floyd99.com for location information. That's Floyd99.com for location information. I'm Harvey Hyde. Yes, the Klondike Sunset Casino. Where is it located? Located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway. 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wings. 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Buckle up and good luck. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk. I'm Harvey Hyde. Buckle up, as it says, right along with us on a Thursday evening here in Las Vegas. Brought to us by Terrible Herbs and Coors Light in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. Welcome all of you from 11 to 12 year-round for USC Trojan Talk. Well, tonight, yes, we have a segment here or 45 minutes of Chuck Hayes, our Southern California correspondent, our topic Football. So this football segment that will be coming up right now is brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact the general manager himself, Jim Chasen, for any information regarding a new car, used car, or whatever. Call 702-485-3000. That's 702-485-3000. Chuck Hayes, good evening and good morning to you, and thank you for joining us. Well, Coach, it's great to join you and talk football. As we say, it never stops. And uh, a little news on the personal front, and that means personal for you. One of your former guys, one of your former players, always a, a person that you spoke highly of and had a chance to be introduced to him, Kirby Wilson, named the head coach of the United States Football League, Pittsburgh Maulers. And for those people who don't remember Kirby, he was the wide receiver coach in 2001 at USC, and they had a long career beginning uh, as a player at Dorsey High School, and then went on and played at PCC, and then went to the University of Illinois, and then as a player, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Toronto Argos, before he got his start, his uh, coaching start as a receiver coach in 1985 at Pasadena City College. That's right, Kirby Wilson. Congratulations to you, uh, my man. He's been a, had a very successful coaching career, not only in college but also in the NFL. Most recently, with the Raiders in Las Vegas, and now uh, 
with the Whalers. So congratulations to Kirby, and I'll be talking to to with him shortly, Chuck, uh, and uh, congratulate him personally. But uh, a lot of things happening, buddy. Uh, how about all this quarterback movement? I guess uh, you'd like to be in the travel agency for quarterbacks, right? Yeah, Coach. I, you know, private jets are are a thing that uh, everyone seems to be able to uh, utilize when you have the right resources, if you have the right contacts. And I'm just thinking that uh, the way the college portal is working is that you want to keep them away as a free agent from other players. So you don't want to book players coming in, and you've seen that when you were on recruiting trips where. Players would be on the same airline going to L.A., one guy going to SC, one guy going to UCLA, and they start talking, and the next thing you know, that player doesn't show up. You've had those things happen, right? I sure have. Well, here's what's going on. Uh, Jackson Dart, who is uh, playing the uh, game, it's almost like a game show we're on right now, a reality show, has left SC, and... uh, Ole Miss is a place that uh, Lane Kiffin, obviously, would love to have him replace Matt Corral. Oklahoma, which is kind of ironic that the guy that came from Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley, now a guy that uh, was uh, wearing the Cardinal gold, maybe want to wear the crimson and cream. And then a place where I think would be a great fit for him, BYU, uh, in the state of Utah. He is from Utah. And, uh, you know, BYU's produced some great quarterbacks back in the day, and I know you know one very, very well from standing on the other side of the sideline and watching Steve Young do his thing. So what about that? And now JT Daniels has jumped into the uh, discussion point. Uh, Does that national championship ring that, that he'll get, does that mean anything to him, do you think? Well, I tell you, Chuck, it's amazing, too. And uh, you hear him visiting these different schools, and two of the schools you mentioned, BYU, uh, they have their starting quarterback back, so he would be in the same type of competitional type of play that he would be at USC against Williams if Williams decides to come to USC. And if he goes to Oklahoma, he'll have to uh, do it out there with the Central Florida quarterback who left UCLA and uh, is now at Oklahoma, so he wouldn't have an automatic spot there. It would be another one of those uh, same type of competitions and who wins out plays like it would be at USC. But down at Ole Miss, it just seems like home for him down there at Ole Miss with Lane Kiffin, and seems as though Lane has really got it going down there, and uh, I would think that would be a great spot for him. But, again, who knows? You never know where he's going to be. The door is always open. I would think he could come back to USC. But would that happen? I don't believe that would happen. So uh, there's a couple of schools out there. You wonder, all of a sudden, will somebody pull a surprise? You don't know. And you remember, Keaton's already at Slovis has already left, and he's at Pitt. Miller Moss is sitting there. He's a starting quarterback right now as, for spring, as far as spring practice is concerned. So uh, who knows what's going to happen at USC or a lot of these universities with a lot of these quarterbacks that are in the portal. Coach, from an NIL standpoint, and that's really the discussion point, uh, remember uh, JT Daniels was doing commercials for a chicken company down in Georgia. He had it wired down there. Uh, It's something that is just very strange, and and it appears that there's a lot of side deals and – uh, I heard um, uh, one of the um, former quarterbacks at, at Georgia um, being contacted by companies so that they could get to Stetson Bennett. Uh, 
middlemen. Uh, this is this is not something that is unusual in recruiting, but it's a little more pronounced now. And, and what do you think the the effect of agents and agencies that represent for NIL have on kids wanting to go to different places? Well, I think they have a lot to do with it, Chuck, especially down at Georgia. Now, that kid is really a hot product as far as for some company or some advertiser, uh, as far as wanting to uh, to talk to a guy that's the most valuable player in a national championship game, the most valuable player in the Southeastern Conference uh, championship game, and a player that just net notified Kirby uh, Smart that he's coming back to be the Georgia quarterback next year, which caused JT Daniels to say, I'm going somewhere else because I'm not going to get that opportunity to play because of this guy's popularity. So I would think he's a pretty hot item, and I would think they they have representatives out there that are talking to these kids and representing them just like agents to a marketing to a marketing to the marketing world. They're marketing these people. They're marketing them out there as far as getting the best deal they can. And I don't know if they're working with the universities or not. I know I don't know exactly how that NCAA rule works. But I would think that if I was the head football coach at one of these schools, I'd want somebody getting them all they could if the advertising agency or the marketing agent was working for me at the University of Georgia or wherever he might be. Coach, have you ever seen a time when the NCAA is probably as less effective or has less impact on rules and how things are? It's almost like it's the Wild West out there that uh, no one is looking back, everyone's looking forward, and I don't think compliance could ever even dream of keeping up with the kind of paperwork. How are these guys getting their units transferred and getting them eligible? I mean, compliance must be working in, in academics day and night on on getting transcripts immediately. I mean, you've been through this from coaching in junior college and then on in the Division One and where a player couldn't even talk about another university uh, without tampering or that kind of thing. Now, the coaches are quiet about it, but we, you didn't have to deal with social media, and that's where it's all over. When you see these guys dressed up in these uniforms and they're putting out we're 100% committed, and then two days later the university puts it up, it's kind of interesting. It is, Chuck, and there used to be a lot of different transfer rules. You had to pass so many units. uh uh, they had to be so many units that were accepted into your major field. Uh, you had to be at a certain level and be admitted into a graduate, not a graduate program, but a major. You had to, used to have all these different transfer type of requirements that were necessary that the NCAA put in there. Grade point averages, test scores, all of this. All of this doesn't seem to make any difference anymore. It's well, I guess it's whatever grade point you want or however you, many units you want to transfer, we'll accept them. Uh, you know, uh, some schools are, are getting ready to start, and uh, all their student body uh, is uh, is already enrolled in classes, and they haven't decided to even where they're going to school. So I guess they can come in and start later in the semester or whatever, which sometimes can happen by a day or two if, in some normal situations. But uh, there seems to be, and if you have a quarter school, those schools don't start till March, so that student uh, or athlete has a, an opportunity to wait even longer to see what happens in the National Letter of Intent on who signs where. So who knows? And I would say, and I agree with you 100%, that the NCAA right now doesn't have control of anything. There needs to be, and we've discussed it on all of our shows, we might be the first ones that have ever talked about it. A lot of people might take credit for it. But you and I have talked about it on a lot of shows we've done together about a commissioner and setting up their own 
now not NCAA, but their own uh, uh, division of playoff or top schools that want to be a part of this, that govern all of this type of uh, activities that happen and put the rules and regulations in. And I don't want to go through all that again, because I think I've done that before. I don't know if we've done it on this show, but there's got to be some type of control over what's going on in college football. College football right now is out of control. Well, again, one of the things that we're looking at, and again, it's not a situation where, especially at USC, with the change, and, and again, we'll get into this in the, in the, after the bottom of the hour, but just how much change can someone handle? You, you probably have a better inside building programs. I know when I was in junior college for two years, coaching at, at, at Glendale, we would see players after we'd have a class leave, we have 30, 32 kids go on Division One scholarships, and then we'd have to go out and get high school kids and then bring them into our system, and then whether or not the kid was a bounce back and then the great situation, you had those experiences. I don't think the coaches that are at USC right now have ever had those life experiences. I don't think they have. Uh, I have had that a lot when I was a, a head football coach in junior college because we took a lot of kids back that didn't like where they went to school or they weren't happy or they didn't make it academically or they went to a school where they weren't good enough to play at. They came back and played with us. I'm telling you now, Chuck, that if I was still a head football coach in junior college or community colleges, which they call them now, I'd be recruiting the portal 100%. I'd be so hard recruiting the portal, you wouldn't believe the type of football team I would have. But there's so many kids out there that aren't sure what to do, and they don't need to make another mistake. Like, look at J.T. Daniels. He went down to Georgia. He went down there, and it didn't work out for him because he had another quarterback that was there, and he was going to be the starter. He went all the way down there, and he hadn't played it down except for about four or five games. So I would be recruiting the portal so hard you wouldn't believe the type of team I'd have on top of the high school players that we have recruiting in the, uh, wherever I was recruiting from because there's so many freshmen that are leaving that don't know where to go either, and there's so many players that are leaving that need to mature and get some experience and get on the field, and there's so many players that aren't going to be picked up in the portal by these schools because they really haven't performed yet to the ability of the level they think they should be performing at, and we're best – now, can you do that it's by immediately playing in a community college and find out what level you should be playing at? So, you know, I think there's, what, there's 2,000 or 2,500, 2,700 players in the portal right now trying to find a new home. Well, there's not enough places for those players to go as far as for them to be happy or have that opportunity again. So it's a difficult situation for the players and for the coaches and for everybody, and this is why I said a moment ago, and, uh, you probably agree with me, and some people don't agree with me, and you don't have to agree with me, but I think it's gone way too far. It's way too lenient as far as what's going on in college football. There's no loyalty in college football as far as the coaches are concerned or the players are concerned. You can be one place one, place one day and the next place uh, the next day, and it does not make a good feeling as far as a team type of atmosphere with the college atmosphere that it was supposed to be in graduating and going to a four-year school and making that commitment. Well, there's no doubt about that, and I think, Coach, one of the things that's really troubling is that you have kids that bail because they're coached hard or they don't want to compete, and I think they're all thinking that they get to the NFL where that's the ultimate competition. I mean, you, you nothing is given to you there, and if you're not able to do that and you don't learn how to do it, 
and you're bouncing from place to place, and you're in different systems, and uh, your your personal coach is is trying to get you in a certain scenario. Doesn't work in the NFL that way. Doesn't work that way, Chuck. And the NFL is the best of the best. And when you go there, if you watch them play on Sunday, especially if you watch uh, that last weekend and this weekend and the next weekend, you'll find out exactly what uh, the NFL is all about. Because these kids are big, strong, and fast, and it's a different level. And you've got to be mature to play at this level, and you've got to be, to be ready uh, uh, to uh, you know, go against men, play against men. And when you're 18 and 19 years old, you haven't yet reached that maturity when you're ready for that, to play with a guy that's 30 years old or 35 years old and has 10 years' experience in the NFL. So, you know, you can't put the old saying, the, the horse, uh, the, you know, the cart before the horse. And uh, this is one of those situations. People just can't wait for things to happen faster than what they're supposed to happen. There's no patience. There's no loyalty. There's no, when I, when I get my opportunity, I'm going to make a uh, make it good. I'm going to wait for it because it's worthwhile to wait for. So uh, the portal is here, so we're going to deal with it, and uh, there will be some changes made to that, I hope, in the near future as far as protecting the players and also the universities. And, uh, Chuck, we'll talk about that more because I want to specifically talk with you after we take this short time out about USC and what Lincoln Riley is doing there and your thoughts on uh, his progress so far in the foundation of the new USC Trojan football program. So, again, you're listening to USC Trojan Talk Saturday morning in the Inland Empire and AM 1490 on your dial from 11 to 12, right along with us every Saturday morning. And in Las Vegas, you're listening also to USC Trojan Talk live here this Thursday evening, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And also this segment, segment has been brought to us by Mercedes-Benz of Henderson, proud sponsors of USC Trojan Talk. Contact Jim Chasen himself. He's the general manager there at Mercedes-Benz of Henderson. Call him personally at 702-485-3000. That's 485-3000. Buckle up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Fight on. We'll be right back. Raiders fans, announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you can score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Setabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. 
extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Join us at the all-new P.T.'s Express, now open inside each Arizona Charlie's Casino on either side of town. Conveniently located by the sportsbook so you can enjoy watching your favorite sports teams while you dine in or take it to go. There's no wrong way when you pick up one of our game time specials, including hot dogs, chili dogs, sliders, and a bucket of chicken tenders. Served with fries and four domestic bottled beers. Game time specials offered Thursday through Sundays all day at Arizona Charlie's Casino. Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers like Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Markets, Smith's, Albertsons, Terrible Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogsBrews.com to track down our local, award-winning, handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample a full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. The Rose Bowl Legacy Foundation preserves, protects, and enhances the future of the Rose Bowl Stadium as a national historic landmark. America's Stadium has hosted two Olympic Games, with a third one coming in 2028, two World Cup Finals, five Super Bowls, and the granddaddy of them all, the Rose Bowl, since 1923. It is the epic center of college football and is the most iconic stadium in the world. To learn more about how you can support the Rose Bowl Stadium as it turns 100 years young, visit www.inspire, which spells inspire2022.org. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, on this beautiful Thursday evening, brought to us all by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, good morning at 11 a.m., or between 11 a.m. and 12 on AM 14 on your dial. You're listening to USC Trojan Talk year-round. Our next segment is brought to us by PT Express Game Time Specials, now at Arizona Charlie's on the both sides of towns in Las Vegas. Remember, all day, Thursdays through Sundays, PT Express Game Time Specials at Arizona Charlie's. Chuck Hayes joins us here on USC Trojan Talk. Chuck, just before we took the break, I wanted to ask you about the foundation and now being formed at USC and the Trojan football program under the new head football coach at USC, Lincoln Riley. Your thoughts on uh, movement and what's been going on and the effect of coming from Norman, Oklahoma to Los Angeles, California. Well, Coach, you know, there's when you go in the pool, there's the uh, little part of it where you walk in down the steps and the water's there, right? And then you go out and it gets a little deeper, and then you get into the deep end. Well, it appears that when they first had their presser, everybody was standing in the uh, in the kids' end. There was uh, not a lot of splashing going on. Uh, everything seemed very calm. Everybody was projecting that uh, 
everything was going to be status quo and we're going to move smoothly into things. Well, when you start getting out there in the deep water, and right now i got to think that at this point in time, uh, he had his uh, recruiting class, uh, the early recruits, and, and that worked. But now when you start seeing the turbulence coming out of Heritage Hall, uh, it's a turnstile. And when you're bringing a new staff in, uh, a lot of them have not worked together. The running back coach has not worked with Lincoln Riley. The offensive line coach has not worked with Lincoln Riley. Dante Williams has not worked with Lincoln Riley. There's three coaches right there. They've got the strength program moving on. They're out there working out. Things are happening. But every day there's news coming, and you know there's breaking news now that another DB from Oklahoma has just transferred, Latrell McCutcheon. That's been confirmed. Uh, the number of players coming in and out, and especially from Oklahoma, remember we were talking about the Texas influence. Well, it seems to be going in reverse now. It seems like all the players that came in from Texas, they're not part of the Oklahoma tree, if you will. They're going out the door. So things, little things, and again, you know this from an equipment room, a training room, there's a way of going about things, and it's a very, very difficult transition if everybody is not on the same page. So I asked the question, how do you create an environment when you've never been in that environment before and nothing is normal? Is that the norm now, that nothing is normal? No, that's not true, uh, Chuck. It's uh, You always have majority of what you might call our players or the players that are at uh, USC or the people that went to USC because they're the core foundation players. And it's always good when you have a great program and someone inherits a great program that's been a part of that program. And the next man up, it's the same thing as the next quarterback up or the next coach up. But in this situation, it's a little bit different. Uh, uh, the USC Trojan football program was uh, dismantled. I guess that's the best way to say it. Uh, the coaches are all gone. Most of the players, I think right now the total count with as far as players in the to- uh, portal and graduates and people going to the NFL is somewhere around 28 players. And uh, one of the uh, things we did talk about before was the number of players from another area to come in and be a part of the players that are in one area already that came to FC originally to be a part of the USC family. So now you have another invasion of players from a lot of other different schools that that were recruited by other schools, but maybe didn't have the loyalty that the players had that went to USC as far as out of high school or community college, not many out of community college. So now you have a whole different outlook of now, as you mentioned, a lot of players as they were coming in in Texas, where's where all the coaches came from too, you now have at USC a bunch of coaches from Oklahoma, which I understand, but that's Lincoln Riley's staff, and that's the same thing I would do. But at the same time, you're bringing a lot of players in from Oklahoma where players that are currently at USC would think in a way, oh, they would have something over me because that's one of their favorite players, and am I going to get an equal chance? There's always that type of thing that comes from a lot of players when they follow their coach to come to the next university. So there is a lot of that, and then when you have new coaches, that's something that's new too as far as new coaches as far as from other universities. And the coaches that recruited you are no longer there or recruited you for a certain purpose or told you a certain reason why you should come to USC. So, again, you're hearing another 
philosophy of what you didn't hear when you originally were recruited to go to USC. So right now, uh, I would have to say there's a lot of things happening there that have to be that has to settle down, and they they it really won't come together until they get together when national letter of intent is done and this portal transferring is done, and that's when you've got to sit down and form the foundation of putting your program together, and you're counting on your conditioning program to start working on that now. So now it's you, uh, it's going cool. it's going to be a whole different process, and it's going to be a lot harder than the stepping into place with everything they're waiting for you. Now, Coach, you had to do that when you were in junior college. You, there was a turnover. I'm not sure if you had spring football in JC when you were when you were still coaching. I'm not sure that was the time when you had players bounce back and get into that conditioning. But now, in this conditioning program that they are involved with. Are they looking at the USC players that were there for the last three or four years or maybe just two years and evaluating their efforts and performances with that kind of a, hey, we've got to find another three left tackles. We've got to find another two offensive guards. Is this the type of purging that's going on in this program where he talked about it? He openly said there's going to be 35 to 40 new faces on this program. Absolutely, Chuck, that's going on. He's getting a report every day from the strength and conditioning coach or the coaches that have time to go in the uh, conditioning room now and watch these kids lift uh, are determining whether this is the weakest bunch of players I've ever seen or this is a strong bunch of players or, hey, this player, they're quick players or they've got good attitudes or I like this group of people or I don't like this group of people. Right now, all that evaluation is going on in the conditioning program. But you can see kids out of a uniform and determine what their attitude is, their competitiveness as far as getting that last rep or cheering other people on or, or doing the things that's necessary to, to get that last gasser done or, or to be how important it is. I might be the slowest guy in the 40, but I'm going to run the whole way and not coast through the last 10 yards. There's a lot of way to judge players and right now there's a lot of ways to judge players and the players are also judging the coaches as far as exactly their thought and what they think the coaches think of them there's a lot of evaluation going on now at usc as any new program when any new coach comes in because everybody's evaluating everybody can they put this puzzle together can they bring this puzzle together for the opening game in a quick period of time when there's been a lot of turmoil at usc and a lot of things that uh that ha- that need to be repaired uh, both on and off the field and with the boosters and the faculty and all above. So there's a lot of evaluation that's going on now, Chuck, on both sides of it with the coaches and the players. And, yes, they are evaluating can we win with this group of players or do we must uh, get more players from the portal or what are we going to do? Or, yes, we're going to be all right. Well, Coach, one of the things that's interesting is, again, the transition to go from East Carolina to Oklahoma where Bob Stoops, you know, a legend, just went in the Coach's uh, Hall of Fame, College Football Hall of Fame this year. Everything was set. There's never been the amount of chaos. It was not that way at Oklahoma. It is at USC now. How much of a drain is that emotionally on a, on a coach to come in and have to rebuild something when before he was just reloading. Chuck, he hadn't slept much at all, because when he was at Oklahoma, I mentioned that earlier when I made a comparison, all he did was move from the uh, co-pilot seat to the pilot seat. 
All the players knew him. All the recruits knew him. Everybody knew him. He probably didn't make any coaching changes whatsoever unless he wanted to. And uh, he's a, he moved from one office to the next office. And he's a head football coach at the University of Oklahoma. He didn't change anything. He kept the same program. He had the same athletic director. He had the same – everything was the same. And if he needed a change in something, he got it done. He wanted to do it his way. He did it. But in this type of a situation, he's got to dig a hole first. And he's got to start filling this hole up with good concrete and steel and mortar and so on to build the entire program. At Oklahoma, when he took over at Oklahoma, that program was there. It had been built by Bob Stoops. He could go in and work on X and O's. He didn't have to go in and work on all the other things that are necessary and are still necessary at USC. So it's a different a different uh, 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 story as far as assuming the head football coaching position now at USC, assembling a staff, recruiting, putting it all together, getting the off-field activities. I mean, it goes on and on and on. I can't even tell you. I've always said that until you're a head coach, you don't know what a head coach does. But as you're an assistant coach, you always say, I want to be a head coach until you're a head coach. And you say, I wonder why I became a head coach. But it's a great challenge to find a way to win. And I think that's what Coach Lincoln Riley is now working at at USC. But, Chuck, we got to take a break here on USC Trojan Talk. Again, we want to welcome you all in the Inland Empire on Saturday morning from 11 to 12 at AM 1490 on your dial. And again, in Las Vegas, we thank Terrible Herps and Coors Light for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk in Las Vegas. And also remember, there is now a PT Express game time special at Arizona Charlie's on both sides of town. And remember, Thursday through Sundays, you can get the $4 original Nathan hot dog, the $5 loaded chili dog, and then you just want to wash it down with a nice cold beer. So bug it up, everyone. I'm Harvey Hyde with Chuck Hayes. Fight on. We'll be right back. fans announcing Terrible's game day giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terrible's, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terrible's.com for more details. Hello, I'm Fletcher Jones Jr., and I'm proud to be a Trojan. There's nothing like the winning tradition of the Cardinal and Gold, and I believe those same high standards of discipline, hard work, and a winning attitude will make you a champion in anything you do. At Fletcher Jones Dealerships, we always try to exceed our clients' expectations with services and amenities you won't find anywhere else. Here in Las Vegas, we have Mercedes-Benz at Fletcher Jones Imports and Toyota and Scion at Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion. Two excellent facilities with superb products and friendly, knowledgeable people. I hope the next time you're in the market for a new or pre-owned vehicle, you'll visit Fletcher Jones Imports or Fletcher Jones Toyota Scion and let us show you how hard we'll work to earn and keep your business. Until then, fight on. Big Dogs Brewing Company is proud to be Las Vegas' original hometown brewery since 1993. Our handcrafted beers are brewed fresh daily at Big Dogs Draft House by our team of award-winning brewers. 
Big Dogs Brews are now available in cans at major retailers such as Lee's Discount Liquor, Total Wine & More, Whole Foods Market, Smith's, Albertson, Corey's, Terrible Hearst Stations, and more. Big Dogs beers are available on draft at select restaurants and bars around Las Vegas. Ask for Big Dogs Brews by name. Visit us at BigDogBrews.com to track down our local award-winning handcrafted brews or stop by Big Dogs Draft House to sample the full range of our classic seasonal and specialty ales. Drink fresh, drink local, drink Big Dogs. You work hard for your business. You need a bank that understands your business. Let Metals Bank be your business partner for all your banking needs. We are a full-service community bank with competitive loan and deposit products and services. We're also a preferred lender for SBA, 7A, and 504 loan programs. The experienced team at Meadows Bank will give you the services you need with the reliability you can depend on throughout branches in Las Vegas, Henderson, Reno, Pahrump, and now in Phoenix, Arizona. Call our friendly, knowledgeable staff today at 702 702- 471 bank that is 702-471-2265 or use our convenient online banking service at meadowsbank.bank meadows bank where your business is our business i'm harvey hyde yes the klondike sunset casino where is it located Located on Sunset Road in Henderson, Nevada, just west of Boulder Highway, 444 West Sunset Road in Henderson. Happy hour, $5 pitchers of draft beer and chicken wing, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Buckle up and good luck. Join us at the all-new PT's Express, now open inside each Arizona Charlie's Casino on either side of town. Conveniently located by the sportsbook so you can enjoy watching your favorite sports teams while you dine in or take it to go. There's no wrong way when you pick up one of our game time specials, including hot dogs, chili dogs, sliders, and a bucket of chicken tenders. Served with fries and four domestic bottled beers. Game time specials offered Thursday through Sundays, all day at Arizona Charlie's Casino. Pizza, pizza, pizza. If you're like me, pizza's not just a food, it's a way of life. And the folks at Setabello Pizza get every detail just right. Homemade dough made daily and hand-tossed. Extra virgin olive oil, freshly chopped tomatoes and basil, and generous portions of mozzarella cheese with a dizzying array of toppings. Join me at one of their two area locations, one at Green Valley Parkway, another one at Fort Apache and Sahara. No time to dine out? No problem. Order today and take it to go at setabello.net. That's setabello.net. Setabello Pizza, when only the best will do. Raiders fans, announcing Terrible's Game Day Giveaway. Enter for your chance to shop, scratch, and score a $1,000 Raiders shopping spree during every game day. Here's your play call. Run a slant route to the nearest participating Terrible Chevron location on Raiders game days. Catch a scratch card and enter your unique code in the Terrible Social House app. And you could score that week's $1,000 Raiders shopping spree. Terribles, your only place to shop, scratch, and score. Visit Terribles.com for more details. Well, welcome back to USC Trojan Talk, live in Las Vegas, Nevada, brought to us by Terribles and Coors Light. And in the Inland Empire, we welcome all of you on Saturday morning on AM 1490 on your dial. Uh, all year around between 11 and 12. Again, this segment is brought to us by PT Express's uh, game time specials at Arizona Charlie's on both sides of town in Las Vegas, Nevada. Chuck, let's continue with the foundation of Lincoln Riley and his football program at USC. The good things, the things that's necessary to make a difference as far as with the Trojans in next season. Your thoughts on uh, maybe uh, 
Uh, well, any area you want to discuss since we're in the final ta- uh, segment. There's portal, there's uh, recruiting, there's all the different things, spring practice. What area do you want to go to? Academics? I don't know. Yeah, Coach, I think calendars, first of all. we got to know where we're at. We're sitting here uh, the week of, uh, of January 20th. Um, we've got a letter of intent coming up in, uh, in February. And then Oklahoma last year had their first day of spring practice on March 22nd. Uh, they'll get 15 days, and then their spring game, and they called it a spring football game, was set for Saturday, April 24th. And at that time, there were still some COVID restrictions, so they had to limit the capacity of the stadium to 20,000 people. So that was something that they had to deal with because they're traditionally using that as a, um influx of uh, donations and receptions and again and and let's be real about this Um, i've been around usc uh since i first hit campus in the spring of 1977 and uh have seen a lot of spring activity seen a lot of fall activity and the reality is that usc people have a lot going on they live in los angeles a lot of them have season tickets to the lakers a lot of them have season tickets to the dodgers a lot of them have season tickets now to the Rams or to the Chargers. They have lives. They have businesses. They do a lot of things. And I'm not typecasting people in Oklahoma, but I'll just say one thing. If you needed something, and I had a great person that I worked with for many years, was an OU grad, had an OU football helmet in his office signed by Bob Stoops. All you need to say to Oklahoma people were, was, Texas has this and it would be done. That's all you had to do. And so whatever Lincoln Riley needed at OU or Bob Stoops needed or Barry Switzer needed, all they had to say to him was, hey, Texas has this. Can you get this done for us? And it would be done not the next day. It would be done before the end of the workday. And I truly believe that. And I believe USC right now, their fan base is a little bit feeling uh, the anxiety. There's a there's a post Clay Helton traumatic experience going on right now. I even heard Colin Coward mention it this morning about what it is to be a USC fan and watching these quarterbacks in the portal. There's a lot of anxiety at the USC program, and I'm sure it's in that athletic department also. We will see how they handle spring ball and then the spring game. And that'll be very telling as we get it done to get ready for camp to open up with Rice. Chuck, uh, I think you you say it uh, the way it basically is when you talk about Big 12 football and where those schools are located and what it means to the community and the alumni. That is that is their life. That is what it's all about. Uh, that's what they evaluate the university on. The academics is part of it, and it's very important, but they love going on Saturday and bragging and talking about it and arguing about it with other people and so on. It's it's huge, okay, and people are really involved. USC is a little bit different when you talk about limiting the 20,000 people to the spring game. That's normally they have 60,000 at their spring game. While USC over the past couple of years have not had a spring practice that was physical and not have a spring game, it's more or less sometimes they even had it on campus most of the time. The last several years they had it on campus at the track uh, facility, and uh, really it wasn't a hitting affair. It was more or less like flag football. 
and you and I never agreed with that, or at least I didn't agree with that, because I thought you make the football team in the spring, and you, your team, uh, you find out exactly from learning on the, the film during the off season of what you perform right, and what you didn't perform right, and what you need to work on. So I'm going to be real interested to see what type of spring practice is going to be. A lot of teaching, a lot of new techniques, a lot of whole new offense, whole new defense, whole new special teams, a lot of things where kids are going to be thinking a lot at the same time of trying to uh, go full speed, I hope, and, and pull off the technique at the best of their ability uh, as far as uh, what a football player is supposed to do. And I'm real anxious to see how much hitting is being done. I want to find out what type of uh, scrimmages they have on Saturday. Are they controlled or not controlled? Uh, do you take a guy to the ground or not take a guy to the ground? Ground, uh, ground. When you're in the Coliseum for the spring game, I hope it's in the Coliseum. What type of spring game is it? Is it going to be on television? Is it going to be done right? Is it going to be coaches in the press box? Because it'll be the first time these coaches work together as far as in a game type of situation. Do they want to do it the first game? Do they work, want to work on it now? And they liked it the way they did it. They didn't like it the way they did it. There's a lot of things that have to be done with the USC Trojan football program before the first game next year. And it's going to be really interested in watching Lincoln Riley and his staff work to put this together and watch it proceed as far as building the house and, like I said a moment ago, putting some concrete in a hole. Because right now, currently, that's what they're attempting to do. You know, I, I think back, and I, and I think, and, I, and again, this is part of the comparison of, of where things are at. Uh, in spring, uh, the swim with Mike uh beach party that was always at uh, the pool uh, following um, uh, an SC practice. Uh, there was so much made of the coaches' interaction for a really USC event. Could you see Lincoln Riley taking that step up, going up on that platform, doing what other coaches did as part of this? Will this be part of the indoctrination where an OU things were a lot different than where it is at USC from a social aspect. Chuck, I don't know, but I see uh, when Pete Carroll went up to high board, uh, I said I couldn't believe it. And when the team uh, and the cheerleaders are at the pool and doing all the things they do and the barbecue and all the great Trojan events, a salute to Troy and all the things, I hope they all come back with the alumni clubs all over Southern California and all over where people gather and talk about USC Trojan athletics. I hope those all come back. I hope they come back and they're not limited and I don't know where they went or why they went. And I think spring practice, I think if they have it open to the public, I think it's going to be fabulous because people want to go out. They want to get excited about Trojan football. I think the worst thing you do is to close spring practice where people lose the enthusiasm of going out on Saturday or during the week and watching practice. They're not going to be doing anything, game planning and so on. I think it's all part of the package of introducing Lincoln Riley and the football team to the public again and letting it happen a little bit at a time. But, Chuck, again, how do I thank you for coming on and being a part of our USC Trojan Talk show? You may be back next week, too. You're filling in tonight for Ryan Abraham, who's in Hawaii as he's covering the Polynesian uh, All-Star game over there. So I asked you to step in, and you certainly did. You stepped into the huddle, and you called a great game. So, Chuck Hayes, have a great week. And again, for all of you out there in the Inland Empire, we thank you for joining us on AM 
1490 on your dial every Saturday morning from 11 to 12 in Las Vegas. We thank all of you, and we certainly thank Terribles and Coors Light for the sponsorship of USC Trojan Talk. Justin in the studio without you as an engineer and a producer, we would be in deep trouble. And again, if you're going to go to a game and watch it in Las Vegas, don't forget to go to Arizona Charlie's on both sides of town. Enjoy the Thursday to Sunday specials, the PT Express game time specials at Arizona Charlie's. I'm RBI. Buckle up and fight on. Good night, everyone.